0: Good afternoon. <clears throat> Keep speaking normally. Right, my name is Ben. We all knew who I am, really. I'm a guy who does a podcast with a boy called Josh. Josh likes several things. Oh, dear. He likes um, talking. He likes thinking. He likes building. He likes reading. He likes writing. He likes... Um,
1: you ready for this? Look like
0: that. He likes girls, I think. He likes Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> he just showing me a Word document. He's um, got the numbers and everything. Look at that. He's written. He's written. A, he's written a short book for us today. Very fancy. uh it's five pages. a <laughs> A4. And <laughs> Microsoft Word print He has written a little book called "A Refutal of Materialism." Materialism. By Joshua Young.
1: Alright, that'll be our trailer. <laughs> okay. Alright, let me just get a few things and am we'll start. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alright, hopefully that'll do us. So, uh, today's episode... I think. Nope. Today's episode, um, I said I said I'd do a refutal of the materialist world materialistic worldview, and here here is it. Very interested.
0: It. Very interesting.
1: I'm gonna plug this in. There we go. So uh, I'm gonna this is philosophical materialism not hedonism? Uh, F if if just. Ryan Slowy, just we got that out there. Uh, just for you. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give away a wee, a wee pro materialistic doodah, uh, and then I'm gonna give my response to it. Okay. Today on
0: ATT, we listen to Josh's doodahs and if buts and whatnots.
1: Yes. So I sent this. I sent this uh, to all my every atheist that I know, and they're like, "Yep, that's okay." Uh, so I'll I'll get into it. So my hypothesis is, uh, the only way to include materialism Materialism is to assume materialism. Easy, you may say, just don't assume materialism, right? Not so fast. The task is almost impossible for the average westerner in today's culture, at least without the correct questions and line of thinking, and even then it is hard. The questions need to be on point, and as do the examples and explanations. So this is my attempt to lay to rest the materialist worldview. Now for the fun part, I get to play the, the nihilist or materialist. As much as it is fun to ruin the belief structures of others to show them that the life has no meaning, this is a very serious situation. So the enigma must be answered. Life is meaningless. There is no God. No point. We are but stardust, and stardust is what we will become. A few billion years ago, there, there, there was a big bang, etc., etc. And by chance, life was created on Earth. And the things that survive tend to survive. So the things that survive millions of years later tend to be really good at surviving. So they have, they have things like eyes and legs and wings, all of which is meaningless. It's just there because it hasn't died. Our ancestors were apes, and those apes are now dead. And they aren't coming back. Our great grandfathers others are the same. They'll be dust, lost to time, forgotten, and never to be remembered again. There is no life after death. Our bodies just decay into the earth. There is no spirit. All we experience is just an illusion with no meaning or purpose. It is all just chemical reactions in our head that don't have any actual meaning. Love doesn't exist. It's just the experience of chemical reactions in our head. This is the same as seeing a beautiful sunset, being angry or seeing a cute baby. All of which have no meaning, and only exist because it is evolutionary advantageous for the propagation of the species. And things that survive, tend to survive, be really good at surviving. And that is the only reason we humans uh, are here. And that is the only reason love and anger and seeing a sunset or a cute baby make us feel certain ways. Because it is advantageous to survive. Nothing more, nothing less. And religion is the same thing. The religions exist because it, is, it gave humanity an advantage over other civilizations that had different ideas of religions. So they died out. No one believes in Thor's this anymore, right? Because they were wiped out by today's religions. Because it was slightly more advantageous, or at least the religion spread better because it was bred to do so by the failed religions. And ideas that survive tend to survive, right? Just like the internet memes, one spreads better than the other, essentially killing it. Just like our ape ancestors killed the other species and survived, I did not die. That is all it is. Until we're surviving, that is the only reason why we are here. Because we haven't died out yet. Life is meaningless, without purpose. There is no right or wrong, no good or evil. Just an evolutionary, advantageous illusion of it. So we don't die as easy. There we go.
0: Hearing that like obviously being a Christian hearing that is just the most depressing thing I have ever heard <laughs> right? it's so depressing anyway yeah continue
1: okay well this is this is what I have to say about it um, I've I've written this down I wanted this to be controlled because when it's not written down and controlled I sound like a crazed maniac and it really gets the views going <laughs> So uh I'll get into Our futile of materialism. Uh the definition of materialism is materialism, also called physicalism in philosophy, the view that all facts, including facts about the human mind and will and the course of human history are causally dependent upon physical processes or even reducible to them. So bottom up emergence. I watched a video of an atheist who goes by the name genetically modified skeptic. He was refuting a video of a Muslim who was making the point that atoms don't have characteristics as a human has, like sight and emotion. Therefore, God is commanding extra categories ca- characteristics to appear for these atoms. An easy routine refutation for the atheist, with a fallacy exposed for good measure. He explains that the simple parts on their own may not possess a property, but the interaction of simple parts within a complex system can give rise to properties on the level of the system. These are called emergent properties. For example, a single cell cannot pump blood, but when enough of them get together, they form a structure which can, meaning the thing that pumps blood can be explained in entirely bottom-up material terms. However, this is precisely wrong, I will say again. The conclusion, atoms cannot pump blood in themselves, but can make up something that does. Therefore, the thing that pumps blood is just made up of atoms is wrong incorrect. There is more than meaningless matter in this equation, however it is not recognised, hence it is circular reasoning, concluding materialism by assuming materialism. It is wrong in the same way it is wrong to say some writing on a page is just some ink atoms on some page atoms with no abstract meaning given to it by a conscious being, or that ink atoms and page atoms suddenly, through bottom-up emergence, can make up the thing that has meaning. It assumes materialism to be true before answers the question. It is ignoring the namer, the observer. It ignores consciousness. This is the thing the scientific process does best. It removes all the things, but the limited parts of the equation you want to know more about. The thing that is always removed is the observer. So what am I on about, you say? What exactly is the thing that pumps blood you speak of? And claim is only made up of atoms. Don't you see? You've bestowed upon the atoms meaning and purpose to pump blood. You've bestowed upon it that which is not physical, spirit, for all intents and purposes. The thing that pumps blood is made up of matter, yes, but only with a combination with the purpose to pump blood, given to the atoms below from the observer above. The very name, the thing that pumps blood, is defined not by any material composition, but is defined by a process, a goal to pump blood and that is certainly not made of atoms. So the thing that pumps blood cannot exist without both the physical matter as well as the spiritual meaning. So it is incorrect to say the ability to pump blood is an emergent property. The river analogy. Here is another angle of looking at the blind spot of materialism. Science only analyzes categories, yet it cannot create them. For example, You cannot study a river without first categorizing a river as a river. and A river is not a scientific category, it is a meaning category. The term river is not an emergent property, yet it consists of lower things. Only a conscious observer can see a river, name it as a river, and only then can they choose to study it, using as much science as they like. That is, if they don't instead just want to go skinny dipping. (laughs) Materialism does not account for the categorizing of rivers, no less if they should be studied or swam in. Quote, you cannot get to the higher level being by just analyzing its parts. End quote, Jonathan Pajot. How to create an orange? Let's use yet another angle. Using oranges, an orange cannot be made out of atoms. At what stage is it now an iron orange instead of meaningless atoms? well no matter the number of atoms or the arrangements it may have it will never have any meaning like an orange has meaning at least not in its own it needs spirit meaning a name that is given to it from above you see oranges don't exist without consciousness because without someone to give the meaningless atoms meaning it will never have any meaning go ahead and try to imagine an orange solely consisting of material uh, of meal could exist without any meaning of being an orange least to the extent that is possible but I do think we can just about grasp a sliver of its unending dead ends. We get all the chemicals and we keep adding to it. Still just some atoms? Let's add some more. Still just atoms? Let's pause and rethink the strategy. How do we know what we need to add if there's no ideal example of an orange? For that we need an observer who knows what an orange is. So we are having a hard time in making an orange without involving consciousness. You could say this endeavour is being quite unfruitful, pun intended. Verifying consciousness. If matter in itself does not have the capacity to have meaning, like an orange, how can it then, from within, give itself meaning as well as others, like the naming of oranges? And at what point does it go from acting like it sees, like an AI or a, ph- a philosophical zombie, to it actually sees? If you assume there's no higher observer, then the equation doesn't make much sense. For how can one state this collection of atoms is not a conscious being, without themselves, not just observing them from the outside, not just observing them from the inside, but having parts part of one uh, part of one's very being made up of that other person's consciousness, and then verifying their conscious existence through unchallengeable experience of their very being. Quote, But I have seen the beauty of good and ugliness of evil, and have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own, not of the same blood and birth, but of the same mind, and possessing a share of the divine. Marcus Aurelius. For the pattern of recognising patterns and valuing those patterns against other patterns, could only be recognised by a conscious observer that is able to recognise patterns, and then name it as name them as such. So the only thing that either can name itself or cannot be named by anything else would be the highest possible form of consciousness, or God, with a capital G. God breathes spirit in the dust, and this creates Adam. Matter is given meaning. It has been given a name, and the spirit is in Adam. The spirit in Adam is from God, the ultimate observer. This is what makes Adam in the image of God. So Adam... Having a share of the divine, as Marcus Aurelius would put it, can recreate the creation myth. Interesting. God names the dust Adam, and Adam names the animals. Or in our case, he names the oranges. In conclusion, only someone made an image of God can name something. Or, only a conscious observer who follows the patterns of existence of the highest conscious observer can observe. Creating consciousness. An objection could be made saying yes fine rivers and oranges etc cannot exist without a conscious observer to give meaning to the things it sees however the observer is still only made up of atoms I will call this line of thinking arch emergence imagine as if, it, if something came up from the ground at two points one of which reached higher than the other and began to curve down to meet to the other point giving the illusion of something higher coming down and calling up the dust from the ground illustrated as an arch shape this seems like a good objection however it makes a few assumptions one being that consciousness slash an observer can be made into existence from previously being absolutely no consciousness slash observer i think this assumption assumption is catastrophically incorrect the thing is consciousness is non-existent in terms of physicality it can be supported and interacted with by the physical but it is not it is but it itself is not physical and how exactly can you make something that doesn't exist solely from things that do and isn't there always a possibility of something that doesn't exist in a purely fit and purely physical terms to go unnoticed in a scientific frame that is only equipped to show the purely physical you may want to use genetically modified skeptics explanation to say that chemicals have new properties when mixed together with other chemicals a property that neither chemical had this is the same with consciousness only on a more complicated scale. It's not the material, but the structure of the material that creates the property. Nothing else. Just matter and a position in relation to other matter. Again, with the presuppositions. The scenario is impossible to have without seeing the non-existent structures as information. Non-physical. And setting aside that structure from the rest, defining it and giving it meaning. Even if this so-called arch-emergence, contrary to my view, was indeed true there still must be a law of nature that when a certain structure of atoms appears uh, that it is now a conscious being or any other property for that matter however how can the material hold that law from when its individual self would would not the law be true for all atoms not so like this specific collection so even then there is a higher authority of law of structures that is defining consciousness and I must point out that this universal law does not exist in the material. So, what does this look like in Christian terms? God is beyond category, the divine darkness, unnameable, and the logos is a, is Christ, the Word. Is the manifestation that then manifests the categories. All categories are manifested through the Son, which is how God reveals Himself through creation, and the means by which God creates is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John one, verse one to five. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hebrews 11 verse 3. By my reasoning I have set forth. I do not deem it logical to hold a view of materialism. And as a small fun side thought. There are many who hold the view that we are in a simulation. Or at least we could be. And mathematically it is almost impossible we aren't in one. Since there could be a near infinite number of simulations, some being in other simulations, and even our simulation overlords can't know this for certain if even they are in a simulation or not. this is due to the fact that all we experience is just that experience. We don't have direct access to the physical, whatever that could even mean. And this experience could be just an illusion shown to our con this experience could just be an illusion shown to our consciousness. Like players in a really realistic video game, like The Matrix. So no, I don't think it's think a good enough case can be made for the existence of only matter. However, there could actually, funnily enough, be a strong case for the theory that there is only experience with no physicality. I only use the example of the simulations because it appears to me that the people who hold this view or see it as credible are atheist materialist types, which I think is rather humorous. Regardless, let us conclude. There must be a conscious being to recognise that consciousness exists by definition of what consciousness is. Nothing exists without consciousness and everything's existence sits on the existence of consciousness. Being, which after all is the only certain thing to exist. I think, therefore I am, Descartes. And after all, what could the primordial thought be? Other than I am who I am Exodus three
0: for verse fourteen. Very good, Josh. Um very good indeed. Uh if I were to comment on just some of the things you said there it really struck out on me with me um and this won't be too long <laughs> um uh you've really you've really sort of sussed out all the ins and outs of any kind of argument that we come for um, uh, materialism um and even if there is one that you've missed i'm sure people will be more than happy is to bring it forth to our attention and then you know we go back because that's what that's what probably josh mostly but that's what you know our podcast is about really you know accessory to thought to think a bit deeper explore a little bit more and figure out what we're doing in life really
1: yeah. Well we can say we're doing this to help others think, but mm. I'm the main reason I'm doing it is to help me think. Hmm. And I'd say that's a success.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh what I'd the thing I find fascinating is um I think a lot differently than you. I think in sort of pictures. And the way I heard all of this was right, you you know I love board games. Yeah. You've got some crazy board games out there with just loads and loads of little pieces, loads and loads of different um, bits and bobs, loads of maths, you know, cards, plastic pieces, boards, spaces on boards, turns, sequence, or instruction manuals, what is your um, part? probabilities beyond madness. Like I mean, I think board games are science of their own anyway. But um, what I find interesting is that they are designed uh, by people and um, every plastic piece every little thing in the most advanced board game is there for a reason to advance the game to advance a sort of situation that needs to be concluded at some stage or another that that's just a simple board game we look around us and materialists see us as little plastic pieces that just have come about on a board that is so vast whereas with what you've just said a good intro I think to the instruction manual is well actually we're here for a reason we're here to you know move there's forward there's a game to be played there's a game to be played exactly and this game has a designer and we are all players in it you know but like the scary thing is you know we just don't know you don't know when we're going to end the game and it's a team game you know it's it is a team game but we'll not we'll not discuss teams probably now, because that's quite if it like causes divide and stuff. But uh, I mean that in a sense of building each other up and you know really figuring out what we're here for and how to win.
1: Yeah. So this episode, um, I wanted to point out, I, I you wouldn't believe how many how many pages of uh, unrefined, just my thoughts I've written down for this. But it just had a but it was just not. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It was lacking a definitive aim. Mm-hmm. So I I I decided for the, at least this episode, to stick to the lane of, well, I think materialism is uh, uses circular reasoning. Let's show that. Um, if you want, I can do another episode saying how it's just a useless worldview. Um, I could do that. Um, also, um, friend Ryan Sloway, I asked a while back. Had said, right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm planning on doing this, feudal materialism episode. Um, would you rather? Can you look at my pro materialism thesis? See if there's anything wrong with it. There's no point in uh, destroying a strong man, and he was like, yeah, uh, you know, what, I, do you want me to come on sometime? So I said you know, once uh, this materialism goes up, you can come on and talk about it, so, uh, there's three episodes <laughs> yeah, to do with materialism there, there. So, so if you want to do that, lots to come, fine. folks, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> so, good, good, that's all I have to say on it. So that,
0: um, oh, it was interesting, I I was reading it there, um, as you read it as well, um, <laughs> i like the way like the wee metaphors used with the river and the oranges really appeals to my kind of way of thinking i guess yeah, and it, yeah. all, it all it all really does make sense there and um you know it made me think a lot about obviously my kind of walk with the kind of people who share this kind of worldview how i would engage with them what i would say and you know I'm blunt that way, but in this, and in, in what you've done is you've set it all out as a sort of mini book, and you've sort of just, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you've got something you want to say, wait, I have it here right now. And I think that's what a lot of Christians need to get into the habit of doing, I think, if...
1: Or refining their thoughts.
0: Yes. You listen to your podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, refining, forging your mind into something sharp like a sword but you know not a sword of destruction but something that is for you know protective purposes you know cuts deep into the thoughts of others but protects the thoughts of everything you hold there to be protective what is it and even then like not everybody is going to be you know sharp in their minds like that yeah you don't need to be yeah there's three if you can in my opinion there's three kind yeah there's three kinds of good people you know you've got the people the the people who fight for what they believe in the people who help the fighters and then the people who do nothing now when i say the people who do nothing why do i list them into a uh, list of good people it's because good people you know normal people in general you know, people don't really do anything. They just forward their lives with their jobs and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing that sets aside the the fighters and the helpers of the fighters, we'll, we'll say the heroes and the blacksmiths, <laughs> throwback there, is courage. And I think being courageous is the key thing in all aspects of anything, really. You know, courage to set up a podcast and talk about what we believe, courage to ask a girl, courage to join the football. Like, there's courage in everything that we do, that takes us out of our comfort zone. And I think if you can grasp that courage, and this is actually linked entirely to an episode that I'm going to do. Um, <gasps> oh, Sneak peek is um, courage is the most defining quality in any kind of person. But we'll get onto that later.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll close up here. Yeah. Uh, I'll say a few things and then I'll close up. Um, yeah, I was just do some uh, uh, C.S. Lewis... Oh dude does I was like this guy's because he only has this radio thing he only has like a small so he needs to get a lot that makes sense out in a small bit of time and I was like that that's, that was done very well. I'll try and do that yeah. um hopefully, hopefully hopefully you guys understand um so thank you for listening to accessory thoughts thank you very much, please consider what was been said share to all your materialist friends and enemies alike uh <laughs> um yeah yeah make sure to do contact us um,
0: and do give us hard questions we really love it um and if you do want to consider coming on the podcast do give us a wee shout out as well
1: yeah i ran into a few brick walls of just because i'm trying to like develop the other person's argument as well Mm. and trying to you know create a good argument um anyway from the from the bottom deepest bottoms of our hearts we love the you all of our uh the bottom right yeah. goodbye thank you for listening
0: thank you for listening bye-bye very much thank, thank you very much